and welcome to Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmaya Mission New Zealand. Hello everyone, welcome back. My name is Zakash and in the studio today we have Ishanji and Hushil. Hello. So we'll get straight into it. Just a quick recap. Last episode we were discussing science and spirituality and quantum physics and spirituality. (laughs) Quantum (laughs) physics and spirituality and really just discussing what the realness of reality was. And from what I took away from it was that we have this attachment to this perceived reality, but really, and that's in the waking state. We have a a dreaming state and then we have a deep sleep state. And in the waking state, we have this perceived reality where we're trying to apply that and take that back towards to try and understand what the actual reality is. Whereas uh, the example that um, you gave us, Ishanji, was that in the dream state, if you're having a dream and the two of us are in your dream, do we experience that dream? No, we don't because that's your reality. Yes, and also the dream Akash and the dream Harshal, because they experience that same experience with me, does that make that experience real? Yeah. It does not. That's right. And so that's that's the perceived reality trying to go back. But actually, there's this reality, the, the truth, which, is exist, which exists through all states, but we don't see it because of our attachments. Yes. And then what Herschel posed at the end of the last episode was if we know this, then why do anything at all? Yeah. What is the what is the, the point of life? Yeah. So would you like to put the question again, Harshal, and then we'll take it up? Sure. So if we if we know that, uh, I suppose in particular in the waking state, because uh, that's the state that we uh, operate in uh, or seem to operate in mostly uh, or attach ourselves to, uh, we... We have all these desires of, oh, I want a career or I want to have a family or I want to do this, I want to accomplish this. Uh, and I suppose uh, if if we're saying that the world is, the universe is not real uh, and, to, and more importantly, I suppose, to turn our attention inwards, mm-hmm. then you could say that, okay, I could only, I could just focus inwards and not focus on anything in the world. Uh, and and not uh, go to work uh, tomorrow, or and not do anything else because it's not real, mm. right? So how do we how do we navigate that um, the desires that we perhaps might have towards the world um, while knowing that the world is not real? Right. So the first thing is not doing anything in the world is equally unreal as doing something mm. in the world. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. Not doing anything <laughs> is equally unreal as doing something in the world. Because everything we do in the world, because the world is unreal, right? <laughs> That's what I thought I was getting at this <laughs> Yeah. But just take um, a moment to, well, to let that sink in, that not doing anything in the world is equally as unreal as doing something in the world because the whole world, construct of the world is unreal. Right. Yep. So, from the highest standpoint, it's not a matter of what you do or what you don't do not do. 
it is what you know yourself to be. Hmm. Now, coming to what is the point of the world, if that is the higher reality, the point of the world is to being part of the world as this individuality, as this personality, we have a certain set of um, tendencies or desires which push us to act in the world outside. And the entire purpose of life then becomes to work or manage our vasanas, our desires, and work through them in such a manner that I'm able to come to recognize who I truly am. That is the purpose of the world. There is no other mm. purpose. And in the process of doing so, one has to be in line with the personality that they are born with. Even though they are not the personality, they have to work with and through that personality in order to reach out beyond it mm. or to recognize themselves as beyond it because there seems to be this overwhelming urge in each one of us to express our personality, express our desires constantly. And the way we go about expressing these desires will matter a lot because in some cases the desires increase, in other cases the desires will reduce. And what we want is to be able to minimize and reduce those desires so that my mind becomes calm, becomes equanimous and I'm able to turn within and recognize who I am. So it's basically trying to figure out an arrangement that will allow us to recognize the truth. It is not so much about what you do and what you do not do. Mm. Yeah. But all of it is part of that unreal experience until you wake up to who you are if that makes sense hmm. yeah i was just gonna say if you know we took we told the whole world population to go and become hermits they yeah. they couldn't no because they've their desires their personality is not got one you know it's almost putting everyone in a box and saying do this yes hmm. you're not it's just not going to work. No. I don't want to do what you told me to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's for that reason, right? Yes, and so, absolutely. And so through, I think going back to the episodes we did on work, um, relationships, society. self, society, it's, mm. it's used, it, like, spirituality encompasses those and that's how you through through living those parts of life if you do it through the spiritual lens mm. then you're realizing that that, that happiness is within yeah that's right i am that reality you know whether you call it happiness or you call it reality you're coming to that which is always there rather than mm. chasing this ever fleeting momentary happiness which appears to come from the world outside. Mm. Um, because, so, yes. yeah, because me sitting in a hermitage is, is going to bring me 
more sorrow and grief. Yes, for then, some people that that's know, more than painful. Sitting here and spiritualizing myself through this experience. Yep. You know, even though I'm at least for now. Yeah. <laughs> at least for now. But I think that's to, you know, kind of paint the picture for the person listening. Yeah. So we all have our personality traits and Sanatan Dharma is amazing in its approach where it says you don't need to change. You just need to utilize or channelize those abilities or those personality traits that have been given to you. What do you have come with hmm. in such a way that rather than them becoming a burden and overwhelming you, you're able to offload them, gain this serenity, peaceful mind, which is capable of turning within and realizing the true nature of things. And we have these four broad, broad classifications of the groups of people. We have the Brahmanas, the Kshatriyas, the Vaishyas and the Shudras, the intellectuals, the leaders, the businessmen, the money makers and the workers. And it's part of the human psyche. It's not classifications created to govern people, but these variations naturally exist in the human psyche. And it's just classified based on what mm. are the pre-existing traits. Um, and so it's universal in its application. It's, it's not only for Indians or only for Hindus. Mm. It applies to mankind and gives them a pathway to recognize who they are, no matter what their background is. And then I was just going to say as well as that, knowing that this third of the this experience, mm. you know, is like almost knowing that that's just the, the layers, you know, you're just like, you're, you're just playing in this thing. You're not, <clears throat> you, there's still a whole nother two worlds, <laughs> two experiences behind all this. Yes. And yes, so there's the waking dream and the deep sleep state. We are kind of focusing only on one third yeah. of it. Mm -hmm. Once you consider the whole picture, the understanding is very different. And when you consider or start giving importance to the one that is constant in those all three, you'll find that the one which is uh, I who am constant in all the three states is least affected by the three states. Mm. Yeah, because even just then, I was like, oh, I'm not in a good situation here, but I'll dream about it. And uh, the, the, me and the dream will be happier. But even beyond that is, yeah. that's that one. Yes. So there, there's this famous story um, where a king, he dreams to be a beggar. Mm. And he's quite an insightful king. So he goes to his teacher and he asks him, am I a king dreaming to be a beggar or a beggar dreaming to be a king? Mm. There is really no way of determining which one is true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because they both contradict each other, as in the waking world is not available in the dream, the dream world is not available in the waking, which one is real? Or none of them. Yeah. Or are none of them real. <laughs> yeah. Well, both can't be real because yeah. they can't be two realities. Mm. Yeah. 
And the answer is neither of them are real. Mm. The one who observes the waking state and the dream state is real. Mm. Yeah. And I think that also, uh, once you also have the realization that, uh, for example, the happiness is within and you start doing things spiritually, the way you do things in the world, even in that waking state, which we attach ourselves to, starts to change, right? You, Hugely different, yeah. yeah. You're not holding on to things. Mm. Yeah. You're not holding on to fears. You're not holding on to limitations. Mm. Generally, we have this baggage of all our past experiences that we hold on to. And we say, this is me. Mm. Because I've gone through heartbreak. I cannot trust people. Mm. This is giving so much reality to all the experiences of my waking state. Mm. But if I step back and I recognize... No, no, I'm different. Perhaps I can let go of my old limitations and in the present moment, do things differently, achieve greater things, achieve success and benefit all those who are around me. It's interesting we're talking about this. I was having a discussion with someone. Um, they were talking about something that's happening in their personal life and mm. what we kind of came to the conclusion of is that, you know, like you're focusing on micro you. Yeah. Mm. You know, very small the small problems, but what if you thought about macro you? Yeah. Who are you on that mm. scale? And the solution is always on the macro scale, mm. not on the micro scale. Yeah. And therefore what Vedanta says is realize your infinitude, your micro problems will just dissolve away into nothing mm. because you've realized the macro you, the infinite you. Mm. Well, even if you haven't discovered your infinitude yet, if you just start thinking a little bit bigger than yourself, even yeah. then your uh, your problems that are perhaps on the personal level start to fade away, or if even at the family level, and but you're operating at say like um, societal level yes. or national yes, level. That's right? exactly what right? we were saying. It's yeah. like you know you're you're thinking about one and someone you and just someone outside of your circle, mm. and then I'm saying, but macro scale, think about you and the society. Yeah. yeah change that thinking and then yeah. boom happiness you'll the, the the measure of what we perceive our happiness to be mm. will change yeah because it's not so dependent on this yeah thing yeah. you're changing you know yeah so in in the example that i gave you just went from zero to hundred <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steps in steps, that's yeah. right yeah yeah helping us expand and broaden our understanding of who we are yeah because i as an individual that is how we all think mm. but the truth is I'm part of a family, I'm part of a community, I'm part of a society, I'm part of a nation. Mm. And the more I connect with the bigger picture, the more insignificant my personal individualized mm. problems get. Because really, when there's world hunger, mm. just because I did not get my vegan coffee in the morning, <laughs> it's not that big of an issue. Yeah. Mm. So, and obviously at the biggest scale, when you recognize your absolute infinitude, then everything else pales in comparison to it and nothing's a problem anymore. But mm. yes, you're right. The, to the degree we expand, to that degree we dilute our problems down mm. um, and they become insignificant. And I suppose something else I was thinking about um, is if you uh, expand... Uh, but then also think 
about. So if we're thinking of ourselves as not only the waking state now, right, as, but as these three states, the waking dream and deep sleep states, and then when we're interacting with others, that they are also those three states. And, and what we're interacting with like uh, on a day-to-day is also just one-third of their existence, mm. right, their reality. But well, even looking behind but, that, but, yeah. right, is not looking yeah. at them as the three Yeah, exactly, states. right. And it's looking at what is that changeless. Yeah. yeah. But actually what we deal with people is not even their entire waking state because we don't yeah. know. I don't know your whole story. Yeah, exactly. I don't know your background. <laughs> I know my background. I know my yeah. waking state more or less, mm. but I don't know your waking state, yeah. the experiences that you've gone through. You may have had such a rough day or such a rough upbringing. Mm. And I'm inconsiderate of that when I draw conclusions without knowing it. Mm. That's what I mean. Like it gets, uh, we have such a, a narrow view of, yeah. uh, of <laughs> when we're dealing with people. We th- we're dealing from this perspective of I and then uh, everything else that deals with this I, um, but without knowing the full thing that's on the other side of this interaction. Yeah. And then uh, not only do we not know their full waking state, but we don't know their full, like, full picture. Yeah. Uh, and so everything is just like, if you're thinking on that broader scale that, uh, like, everything becomes minimized if you have, if you've just broadened your, your vision a bit. Yep. And the problems you might have on that small scale, like, yeah. they start to, to fade away um, if you can see on that biggest bigger level absolutely and the way to approaching this is i don't have to go find out everyone's history (laughs) Mm. right Uh, i just need to consider my waking dream and deep sleep states and see who i am and understand myself better and the better i understand myself the better i understand everyone around me Mm. so the way out is actually by going in and this is something that we don't tend to recognize that easily in our conventional way of doing things, which is driven outwardly. The problem is outside, but the solution is inside. We think Mm. the solution is also outside and we keep chasing Mm. and we never get anywhere. The spirituality says, wait, 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 just turn in, analyze, understand, revise your vision, and then re-engage and everything will be fine. It's not saying don't engage, mm. but I need to clutch off from this constant interaction, this bombardment or this mad pursuit to understand things a little bit better. Mm. And then even just coming back, right, the these problems that we're having on a day-to-day uh, and then coming back to the, like, the point of reality, like are those problems even real on the like the full scale of things. <laughs> right? yeah. so, does yeah. it really matter? Does it does really, it really matter? matter? <laughs> um, yeah, we find them so real in our lives. <laughs> just the other day um, in, in one of our classes, we were discussing this idea. It, it's almost like the reality is one thing, but we are seeing something completely different because of the construct that is there in our minds. And it's almost like we have got virtual reality goggles on and there's a person sitting right next to me who does not have them on. Mm-hmm. And he has no idea what I'm laughing or crying about. He says, what are you laughing about or crying about, right? Let's say I have the goggles on and I'm weeping because I'm seeing some an emotional scene or whatever, a tra- tragedy. And he has no understanding of why I'm crying. 
and I have no understanding why he's not crying. Mm. Mm. Right? It's because our realities are so different, but one is virtual and the other one's real. I think virtual reality is allowing us to explore this facet to such a beautiful depth where we see how our perceptions create our reality, mm. which is actually not there. It's a construct. It's, yeah, I've seen the same thing where we walk through um, like architectural models in mm. 3D space through VR goggles. Yeah. And because you're not actually moving, but you're still... Your what you're seeing is moving. is moving. That the body doesn't know how to respond to that because mm. you're not moving. So a lot of people get nauseous yes. and have to sit down because it just it messes with the whole system. Yeah. And again, that's that's down to this level. Is like, oh, what is real? Yeah. Mm. Can you imagine having those VR goggles on and you're standing on flat ground, but the image projected is. You're on a cliff, on yeah. the edge of a cliff. Mm. The fear created is real, apparently. Well, <laughs> in, the, in the dream, when you when you fall off a cliff, yeah. and you feel like the <laughs> shoo, that, that, falling, that, yeah. that sense or that the experience of yeah. falling, yeah. yeah. But it wakes you up. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't give us a glimpse into realization. Nah. <laughs> realization has a different process mm. behind it. But I think also that uh, that VR, like that uh, that idea, also lends itself quite nicely to the analogy of, um, of like when I'm going through the world, I I like have my own VR goggles, and the person next to me has their own VR goggles, right? And like my VR goggles is like how I'm perceiving. I might be uh, uh, in the same interaction that they're in, but I'm finding it uh, like. Super, I'm fine. I'm super happy in this interaction. Maybe they're like super stressed, for yeah. example. And then, but in the same interaction, how we both have these different experiences, because maybe, uh, or even like experience <laughs> matrix may be the same, but experiences yeah. are highly different. Mm. And it's almost like how our um, vastness are like shaping our. It's like if we took the goggles off, it all be. Uh, well, again, well, a black room. <laughs> yeah, like we wouldn't <laughs> be here. Really right? But then, with the goggles on, with all our vastness and the way that we yeah. see the world, we uh, it's so it can be so different to how someone else sees the world. Yeah, uh, even if you're in the same place. Yeah, which is what's happening right now. Yep. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mind yeah. blowing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always trying to bring it back to the the present. Yeah. You know, is that that's what's happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm based off what we've just been discussing. Yeah. Is that we actually have imaginary even for yourself, even though you've got a pair of glasses on, we still have a <laughs> the, the lens is there. Yeah. yeah. You know. And it is it is all an imagined reality. Um what we think of ourselves is a mental construct. Mm. Based on our past experiences. And if it's not past experiences, it is the past impressions from past lives. It's still there. There's just no undoing it. And coming back to what we started the conversation with, the purpose of life is to live it in such a manner that we are able to undo this construct mm. and recognize the truth. There is no other purpose to life as per Sanat and Dharma. Mm. And with that, it doesn't matter what you do, but you can still act. You can still it act matters in- what you do. 
it's not I can do whatever I feel like mm. doing. Yes, yeah. I have to as live as according to the rule book basically dharma. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And each one has been given a set of rules and regulations to follow. There is a charted path. As long as you follow that, you will come to this point where you're able to let go of this construct and realize who you are. Yeah, it's about yeah, with what you're doing but doing it spiritually. Correct. Rather than like even if that's different for each person. So that I suppose that's what I was meaning when it doesn't matter what you do as long as you do it spiritually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Um whether that means you are a hermit and go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or you live thing, in the world or, and you get married and yeah, you have children. Or you do all of that. It does not matter. Mm. The outlook has to be spiritual or yeah. spiritualized. Mm. And we live with that spiritual vision mm. and that's what takes us across. It's not what we do as such. Mm. And so even if you do have, especially when you're on the journey of realizing, uh, you still have those tendencies, but it's to spiritualize the things that you are doing. Yes. Um, which you guys talked about in previous episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Anything more to add? I think that's enough. Yeah, I think that's been a, a very enlightening <laughs> morning. Mm. Of yeah, just expanding expanding our minds, you know, and really just thinking on a macro level, bringing it down to a micro level, but then realizing actually to operate on a macro level and how that can benefit us on the spiritual path. Yep. Uh, just before we finish up, um, I thought it'd be nice to just ask. We 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 seem to have this community of people. Um, which is really good who have been tuning in and listening and watching the podcast um, just to get their thoughts on where and how they would like to form a community. You know, be, uh, like peop, a, a problem shared is a problem halved and knowledge is always there to be shared and given, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it'd be nice if people have an idea of where they may want to form a group or community, whether it's on a social platform or uh, through a WhatsApp group or something like that, then you know, we'd really appreciate people's thoughts on that. And that's what we're trying to create as well. Yeah. And you know, the ideas that we share over here, we talk about are to be applied and to be used in the world outside and what it looks like the more we think about it the more we play with them the more insights we'll get out of it and obviously sharing helps deepen the knowledge that's right so it would be a win-win for all yeah so if, if anyone has any thoughts please um, let us know and also, it's just a reminder as well is that beyond this podcast, if anyone has any further inquiry, then please come along to uh, the classes at yep. um, our Wellbeing Center as well. All the, all the information can be found through the website, which we'll play at the end of the episode. Thank you. Hariyom, everyone. Hariyom. Hariyom. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmaya Mission New Zealand. For more information on events,
courses, SEVA projects and study groups, please visit chinmaya.org.nz. Hari Om.